We're fucking live. We are back. We are doing this under a time crunch. We have 28% left on the battery, and we have a two and a half to three month hiatus. Welcoming to my left, we have Sean Jordan, the New York aficionado, and to the right, Big Bag Adam. How's, how's everybody feeling? Doing great. I'd feel better if we had a laptop charger. Yeah. I'm a little stressed a little and stressed. Uh, anxious right now, but yeah. really happy to be here. Getting back on the saddle is always tough. Yeah, it's tough. You got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We've got a baby in the background. She might make an appearance. I've had a kid since the last episode. Wow. Swan Dad is Spoiler back. Spoiler alert. Legend. He's the first two humans I've seen in about six weeks. Nice. I'm pretty excited. Um, speaking of stress, let's jump into our first topic. Let's There's, do it. There is trouble in paradise in Cleveland, okay? Reportedly, J.R. Smith is very frustrated that he's going to be on the bench, but he's not going to make it a big deal. I'd be I, frustrated too, J.R. I'd be, <laughs> oh I'd be pretty God. pissed. You got a 37-year-old grandpa coming and taking your fucking job. I don't appreciate it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I think this is going to work itself out. I think Dwayne Wade is too old. I was watching the game last night against the homeless bulls. Oh, yes. And the Cavs <clears throat> trotted out their 10-man rotation with Mark D-Wade. And Co. Yeah, and D-Wade looked like a borderline bum out there. Okay. So I think that they're going to figure out, I don't know if it's going to take a couple weeks or a couple months, but I think JR is going to assert himself as the better shooting guard, and they're just going to move D-Wade to the, to the B team. Shouldn't be hard to do. Tenderloin Dwayne. Yeah. D. Wade and Gabrielle Union once took a break and he had a secret baby with another woman. I don't know how that relates to this topic, but it's out there. Stamina? People and gotta think about it. He can shoot on different courts. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I'm not sure if it's gonna take or not, but I'm just saying. Personally, I lay pipe better from a bench than I do on a court, so mm. we will see how that works out for JR. The pipe mob. Yeah, pipe or the mob. bench mob? Hashtag pipe, pipe mob. Pipe mob. <laughs> Hashtag bench layers. Well, because you know you've got Jared Smith, you have Khloe Kardashian's husband on the pipe mob. Yes, also right? part of the pipe mob. Right. Um, and IT, are we okay? Yeah, okay. we're okay. All right, we're doing okay? Yeah, we're at 27%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of the Kardashians, uh, Tristan Thompson has also been moved to the bench mm-hmm. in a move that will probably trot out, at least for the start of the season, one of the worst defensive lineups in the history of starting fives, which is Derek, Broke Knees Rose, Dwayne, Old Man Wade, mm-hmm. I believe LeBron at the three, Crowder at the four. I think those are interchangeable. Yeah. And then Banana the, Republic at the five. Yes, Banana Republic spokesperson, chocolate fil- milk aficionado, right. the defensive real stopper, yeah. Kevin Love. Oh, gosh. Um, and then at some point, is D. Rose going to be having to go to the pipe mob after Isaiah Thomas returns? I think he's going to be, yeah, bench layers, pipe mob. They're going to be pretty strong. They're going to have yeah. a couple former MVP candidates, a former MVP. And uh, really just, I'm really waiting to see it devolve into chaos. I think I think Wade is going to be the starter for 15 to 20 games. Yep. And when they have, you know, five to eight losses in those first 20 games, you know. Or more. Or more. Oh, oh. Well, well, that take is sort of in. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Do they have to start J.R. Smith? Because Shump's unplayable right now, right? Yes. He sucks. Yeah. Shump's done. Yeah, he's a music video star. And That's then they have two other guys that are known for a subpar podcast. Yes. Better. Actually, one of, them just, one of them just got fucking cut. Who just got cut? Didn't uh, Richard Jefferson, it was rumored yeah. that he was oh, going to be cut. I really Don't was hoping. You can't read the internet as much. I was hoping that yeah. Richard Jefferson was going to get cut, but unfortunately, it was, still Edie Tar- it was Eddie Tavares that got cut today. Very, very same position, very same person. Seven three, yeah. size 20 shoe. Yeah. Read about it on bleacherreport.com. Well, I think we had to yank that we article. We had to pull it from We had to yank that article. <laughs> We're going to edit that out. We made some adjustments, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, Cleveland's going to be interesting to gel. Obviously, IT's not coming back till January. He's pretty upset. Um, at Danny Ainge, which is a nice segue because he said 
in an interview, I believe a couple days ago, Lee Jenkins uh, was saying that it's all love when it comes back to Boston. He's not going to go on the revenge tour that he did with both Phoenix and Sacramento, but that in no you know uncertain terms, he doesn't want to talk to Danny Ainge again. So uh, that, that, I think there needs to be some context there, but yeah, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think I explained the context decently well, but I'd understand that if I just picked out the uh, no love for Danny Ainge headline. That that like would... the actual quote. It'd be hard. It'd yeah, be yeah. hard. I mean, you want to yeah. quote people verbatim, not verbatim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You've got you to pick your spots. Uh, Are bad there. Can relate, though. You know, I've been traded before. You know? Actually, no, I haven't. But no. anyway, going back to Boston. You can sympathize. Yeah, I can sympathize. I feel like after everything that he went through with going playing in the playoffs, being sort of the face of a rebuilding franchise and really kicking it into high gear and making them respectable very in a very short order, uh, I'd tell him to go fuck himself. I disagree. I, oh, I agree. Perfect. <laughs> I was ready to pounce. Um, I think I don't need, I don't want to be a dick here. No. But IT needs to understand that this is a bigger than him. Yeah. Danny Ainge isn't in the literally. business of... Yeah, literally. Nice. Danny Ainge isn't in the business of being his best friend. No. He unfortunately got hurt and by the way, what happened to his sister is terrible and heartbreaking. She died. But he literally got hurt and the Celtics did something that he was unable to do, and that was take a game off the Cavs. Mm-hmm. So he's a very flawed player. I'm sorry that it happened this way, but dude, get over it, and that's the end. Who speaks first, IT and Danny Ainge or Barack Obama and Donald Trump? Wow. In public? Ooh. I'm gonna go Danny and IT just because they're they're bound to be in the same building before Barack and okay. the Orange Man. Okay. The Orange Man. The Orange Man. But yeah, I, I can't wait for opening night for those two. Uh, it's also rumored that LeBron might be sitting out that game, which I think would be terrible just for the league. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I am going to give my lock of the century that LeBron plays in that game. Okay, lock it okay. in. Okay, that take is it. That take is in. So please put down your ten dollars and fifteen cents and uh, make a couple bucks next week. <laughs> Bovada has that at, at even money right yep. now. Even Do money. they? All right, pivoting a little bit because I think we could we could beat the cap. One sec. Right if, oh no no he no. Take this. So, take he, this. No no. Knowing what you guys know now. Right now, who is in the finals for the Eastern Conference? I think I'd have to run it back. I think I'd have to. You have Cavs. Cavs and. Sorry, in the finals or the Eastern Conference finals? No, just who's in the finals for the East? Cavs or Celtics? Right now, gun to my head, I'd say Cavs in April. I don't. I'm not sure. I might. I don't think this podcast would be going in April. So let's get it now. Thank you. I would say I agree. I think it's going to be the Cavs. I think they're going to stumble a little bit out of the gate. kind of playing with their rotations and whatnot. They do have a lot of new faces. Yeah. But they just don't well, care in the regular they, season yeah, regardless. Like, they didn't to care last the rotation. year. Yeah. Say that again? A lot of pipes to get into the rotation. Uh, don't <laughs> say that again, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Cavs. You, I mean, it would be disrespectful not to say that. Yeah, it's it's LeBron James, and like you said, there was a lot of new faces on the Cavs, a lot of new faces on the Celtics. Yeah, they're, they have a huge nine new players. Swander is currently doing some some hand motion that involves a large pipe. <laughs> so I'm going to say Cavs and six over the Celtics. I think it's funny that people with the Celtics are like, oh, it's going to take a while for them to jail. They have so many new players, which is true. But the Cavs have two starters from last year if they roll out the lineup that we were talking about earlier. So mm-hmm. I think in the East, both are going to stumble. And by stumble, it might be they're winning 70% of their games instead of 80 at the beginning. But uh, I don't know. Let's see it in April. We'll see if this podcast is still going. Odds are no, but... You know, we take two month breaks. Yeah. We'll be back in December. I think when we start getting checks for the pipe mob trademark, <laughs> I think we'll be able to, you know, 
Keep yeah. going here. No, this is brought to you by Roto Rooter. This is a great segue <laughs> for all of your plumbing needs, all of your drilling needs. Call Roto Rooter. One eight hundred Roto Rooter. Dude, my mom listens to this podcast, man. That's a mistake. <laughs> Speaking of mothers listening to podcasts, oh, uh, we have extension season going on, which means a lot of moms are going to be getting houses soon. Um, in this giant extension category, we have Russ, who signed the largest contract in NBA history because he tacked it on to this year. We have Embiid signing a very mysterious possible max, possible $98 total contract, depending mm-hmm. on how he gets injured. And then Wiggins, I think it was just reported today, five years 148? 46.5 per Shams. Okay, 46.5 per Shams. Who, by the way, is cleaning friggin' Woj's clock this year. I feel like he's getting a lot of... Scoops. There have been a couple bombs that, that Woj has gotten. Woj got Shams Embiid. is doing really well. Yeah. But yeah. He's doing well. He had a good, good Can't wait for him to join ESPN after his contract. It's going to be phenomenal. Nice. Or Barstool. Yeah, you never know. He looked... Uh, Sham, Barstool Shams? Barstool Shams. It rolls. Yeah, that's nice. true. I mean, McAfee, Peralt. They've got all the legends. Right. So, anyway, of those three contracts, which were you the most surprised by? I think the one that jumps out to me immediately is Embiid. I, I literally thought that he was going to sign a two-year max deal, something in the two-for-60 or the three-for-90 range. The fact that, I, again, there, there's a ton of qualifiers, I think, on this contract that haven't come out yet, and I think it'll be a little bit more clear as to what they are exactly in the future, but I was shocked. I, I didn't think that 31 games warrants that, even though he's like an absolute game-changer when he's healthy. The biggest thing in the NBA is you got to be on the court, and he's yet to prove that he can do that. What do you guys think? I mean, I didn't, I didn't really expect that either. Um, and 31 games certainly, in my opinion, does not warrant that. But I think they're showing him good faith, and I think there's going to be. I mean, we do all know already. There's there's going to be a lot of fine print in that contract that's going to bring that down if he does get hurt again. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the the one that stood out to me was just definitely Wiggins. Um, I know he's only 22, but from what we've seen from him in the NBA so far, uh, he's got some some holes in his game. I think I expected him to be better at this stage of his career, yep. primarily defensively. Yeah, that um, was the one thing coming out of college, like, well, at least he'll be good defensively. Turns out that's what he's terrible at. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't want to say that's a concern, but I think out of these three contracts that we're talking about, um, I think that's the one that has the highest potential of, I don't want to say being a bust, but not working out as well. Yeah. I'm most concerned about Russ having the same drive after being MVP and averaging a triple-double. I'm not sure if he's going to want it anymore. Yeah. Versus Andrew Wiggins is very ugly. He has a really bad <laughs> grill. I think that he is still going to work his ass off. Yeah. He's going to strive to one day be on the cover of GQ. And he's just not close right now. GQ's he, not happening. He, it's not, not right now. So he's got to keep working. So I'm happy with that. I think he's got a lot left in the tank. And Bede, a little bit worried. He hangs out with Chandler Parsons a lot. A lot of Shirley Temples. Two guys that collect the bags <laughs> and are going to collect the paternity suits yes. uh, down the road. So <laughs> somewhat worried. Are you okay? We're going to keep going. Um, so, yeah, I'm most worried about Russ. I think he's gotten all the accolades, so he's pretty much done. Semi-worried about Embiid. Uh, not worried about Wiggins at all. He's just, I mean, he looks like... Uh, he has more problems than I did at sixth grade. Bull cut, braces, acne, um, a gap in my teeth. Low so, self-esteem. Yeah, I had to work really hard just to get to be like a six out of ten. So I'm, I'm happy with Wiggins' contract. That's fair. Some would say he's hungry like a wolf. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That was a dad joke. Dad joke, number one. Is the, battery, is the battery on my laptop done yet? We have 23%. <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> All right. 
Moving on to the Russ contract, because I just want to get this in. I don't think you have any option to do it if you're OKC. I think there was a lot of you know, questions as to whether or not there were rumors if he was going to go to L.A. Um, I think that that is pretty much uh, out of the question now that he signed the extension. Not much they could do, but I, I honestly think that the last year of that contract, when he's making $45 million, is going to be a huge albatross. Again, I don't think there's anything you can do about it, because why would you not want Russ at that yeah, price? You if you're OKC, you got to do it. But I feel the same way about Harden's. And, you know what? I'm going to say it like possibly Curry's. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be making so much money on the back half of their career, you know, mid 30s and 45 million. It's going to be tough to justify that cost. And the salary cap isn't is only going to be increasing incrementally. Yeah. Not, not not a huge rise yeah. there. So that's going to be interesting for sure. I'm happy that he's there because as like as long as KD and Steph are on the Warriors, I want Harden to be on the Rockets. I want Russ to be on the Thunder. So we have you know, at least some sort of good NBA rivalries. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when the Warriors go to OKC, like, those crowds are great, and they will continue to be great as long as Trump is in office. I, I was, ah, you beat me. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to beat you on Trump jokes tonight. So that's just, it's a good atmosphere, good for Russ. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried long-term if he's going to, you know, have it or not, but we'll see. It's going to be Melo's team for the next 10 years. <laughs> The one other extension that we need to touch on, because it's what the fans want to talk about, is Gary Harris. Gary Harris earning a four-year, correct me if I'm wrong, $82 million extension. Yeah, 82 or 84, yeah. 82 or 84, somewhere in that range, which to me sets the bar for Marcus Smart in his summer, because if you think Gary Harris deserves 84, I feel like a lot of people think Marcus Smart might be in that same camp, and it's just going to be interesting to see what the Celtics do with him, because... I don't know. I think Gary Harris is a very good player, and they're seriously betting on his potential because that's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I think I would rather. I think he has a better chance of fulfilling that than Smart. I think the Celtics are for sure going to let Marcus Smart enter restricted free agency. See what you get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Gary Harris, the Denver Nuggets, a tougher team to attract free agents, even though they just got like Millsap, but no, that's um, shooting guard. Young shooting guard had a really good season last year, so it's probably it probably looks like a bit much, but I think for Denver, those are kind of also moves you have to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy because Denver right now they've always kind of been a team that didn't really spend a ton of money, and now Jokic is going to be do his deal, and I think with all the money they have committed to these guys, they're going to be like close to the cap before they've even extended. Which is crazy. Which is crazy because you don't think of Denver as like, yeah, we're going to go into the cap and really compete here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have some flexibility with Millsap's contract because I think it's a two plus one. Two, but, yeah. Um, it's also good for them too, though, because obviously Jokic is a franchise star. They're banking on Gary Harris, you know, being like their second best player in the long term. But even after having money tied up to those guys, they're going to still have some trade assets. Like Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray you can dangle. Um, uh, Will Barn to a smaller extent, but they're they're always going to have these guys. Moutier, maybe if he progresses, like they're going to have guys that they're able to maybe flip for another. Jameer Nelson, I think, is an expiring maybe. Yeah, I mean and Wilson Chandler, like yeah, they can find. They still have like a pretty good roster of guys that they can potentially flip down the road to get like a third or fourth best player on that team. Yeah, sorry, I stopped paying attention because we were talking about the Nuggets for so long, so let's... Really? Nuggets don't bother <laughs> me this year. They, they might compete. They might be get bludgeoned with the Western Conference competition, but I think they actually are deeper than... Here's the thing. If they if the Nuggets played the Warriors in the opening round, I could see them taking the Warriors to five games at least. Wow, that would be exciting. Yep, hot take. <laughs> Thought that about the Jazz. Got crucified for it. <laughs> 
That's not the worst take that's been said on this podcast. No. Mm. Speaking of, uh, Knicks stay winning, okay? Michael Beasley is back. He uses 11% of his brains. Something about he said you can only use 10. I've tried to watch that video like five separate times, and I can't get through it because I start cringing about 45 seconds in. Yeah, I, I think it's just we're dive. not on his level. Yeah. I think that's the... We're 10 percenters. Yeah, exactly. Right. I wish I got it, but I don't. <laughs> I'm just not a math guy, so I was just like, well, I, I, I trust him. Yeah, you trust like, the bees. Like, I, I trust him. The bees, the bees goes up to the chalkboard. He has the chalk. He writes the equation. You trust it. Yeah, I it's watch, like Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I watch Dr. Phil all the yeah. time, and I just I don't, I don't know these facts. So I'm going to yeah. trust him, so I'm not a math guy. It's not your fault. Yeah, thank you. Goodwill Hunting, by the way, has taken taken a sizable L in the last oh, 72 yeah. hours. Wow. You know my favorite you movie ever? to it. I had this on my notes. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You've taken all my jokes so far. <laughs> Good Will Hunting is letting me down lately. Mm. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. Golly, guys. Honestly, it is their fault. Guys. It is their fault. It is their fault. Yeah. I do not like them apples. No. No. Is that the same movie? Yes, yes it is. Okay, thanks. Yeah. All right, nice. cool. It took a shot. All right, moving on to the weirdest star in a new jersey. So a lot of people move teams. A lot of people move conferences. Sean, I want to hear, of the people that kind of altered the landscape of the NBA this summer, which one of them, when you see them jump out in the preseason, in the, in the media days, do you just go, uh, uh, that looks too weird? I don't know if I'm going to have a gag reflex, but this person has Light a gag mom. reflex, and that would be Chris Paul uh, for the Rockets. <laughs> okay. I am used to him in a Clippers uni. I'm used to beating him, aside from the 2014 playoffs. Um, it's fun beating the Clippers, frankly. To see him play with, uh, to, alongside James Harden, that's going to take some adjusting um, for me personally. Mm -hmm. So that one really jumps out to me. For me, it's a toss-up between Jeff Green going to the Cavs. <laughs> Uh, you, just, you get so used to him in Orlando. He's kind of the face of the franchise yeah. just to see him switch How teams like that. And to take such a discount, I mean, that's just, like, really big of him. He was earning 16 mil, came back for the minimum. I just think that he realized, like, to maximize his talents, he needs to take less money because not everybody can afford him. Now, I'm pretty sure he donated a lot to Puerto Rico, so good yeah, for him. Good, good, for, guy. good for Jeff. That or, honestly, like, Kyrie Irving. I was watching preseason, and seeing him in a Celtics jersey after only seeing him on the Cavs was... And no facial hair. No facial hair. Had to do, yeah. It had to do a triple take. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he looked jarring. he looked really good in the first couple games that I saw him in. Ball was moving, he was hitting shots. He dunked, which was pretty crazy to see. Um, but yeah, I'd say, but yeah, I'd probably lean Jeff Green. It's it was really weird for me to see someone like Tim Hardaway Jr. in a Knicks jersey. Mm -hmm. I just never thought I could ever picture that. Yeah. You know, great yeah. signing. Yeah, you know, I just yeah value pick. It's. It's just it's weird. Tim Hardaway Jr. in a Knicks jersey. Just never thought I would see that yeah. see the day. So, um, besides that, I think you touched on the Kyrie, the facial hair too. Yeah, kind of went. New uh, year, new him. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's interesting. So probably that's definitely a good one for me. Mellow. I mean, honestly, mellow in a Thunder uni yeah, is going to be really head. weird because Thunder jerseys inherently are kind of like I don't know. Like I feel like they're kind of like a minor league team. Yep. Honestly, the yes. jerseys itself. Yep. Um, and to see Melo, like an iconic Knicks jersey, not wearing that, that's going to be weird. <clears throat> I think we haven't, I might be mistaken, I don't think so, but I don't, we haven't seen this picture yet. But because of how you think of these jerseys and just like the type of players that are on their team now, Bogut in a Lakers jersey <sighs> is going to look really weird. I'm already <laughs> triggered. It's, <just, laughs> it, it's going to look really weird just next to like all like the, the young kids that are on that squad and how they dress off the court. Um, Uncle Andrew? Yeah, Bogut. Bogut yeah, drunk Uncle Andrew drunk, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, Trump Uncle Andrew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. 
Yeah. It'll be fun to see the Lakers play the Warriors when, when Bogut is battling JaVale. Yeah. Backup centers. At what point, because I went... He was him and Harrison Barnes. Their first year of the Mavs was last year, right? Yeah. Yes, and then so, he got signed by the Cavs and broke his Right. Name. So I went to the I went to the game, Bogut and Barnes's first game back at Oracle, and Barnes played, Bogut didn't. But they gave like Bogut, like they showed him on the bench, and he waved, and Oracle gave him a pretty nice ovation. When does that stop? When do Warrior fans stop giving Bogut like the? The nice ovation when, when he signed with the Cavs, I think it was over. Yeah, well, not that it should hope, be, but the, and also the alt right tweets. That's probably yeah. another big one. No, I hope you're right. <laughs> I mean, I would say that the Oracle days of uh, informed fans, diehard fans, they would totally be alongside that. But the demographic of people at Warriors games has changed. I don't even know that they'll remember that he signed with the Cavs. I yeah. hope that they do because that ended it for me. Yeah. Um, I know that Kevin Durant left for the Thunder. Sorry. Shout out Mike Vernon. But, um, huh. yeah. Can I ask Warriors fans a question? Present. Was it weird that the Warriors were very petty about paying the city of Oakland for yes. the parade, yes. but still gave Anderson Verizhou a championship ring? I, I love the connection. I can see how those are a Venn diagram of, of morals Thank you. and standards. Useless comps. Yes. Thank you. But I would say that the, the press release about the city of Oakland, it was like, we're really disappointed in the city of Oakland. They mismanaged the budget. They did it. But by the way, we did pat on, pat on our back because we gave them the check. I thought it was very, like, one of the few things that this organization has done poorly yeah. in the last few years from a public relations standpoint was why even release that? Like, are they trying to put them on notice? It seems fake, honestly. Yeah, it's like, are they trying to put them on notice that, like, they need to have a better estimate crew for when they win the championship next year? Are they saying we could do it in San Francisco if we wanted to? Like, I, I don't understand what leverage they were trying to gain. I just thought that they kind of looked like assholes. Yeah, I, I really didn't get it. Um, it was really a head-scratcher. I don't know how else to word it. Pound the back for me to get you two to go negative on the dubs. So yeah. that was a – I took a lot of Venmo requests to try to rile you guys up about uh, ask Mick Swander, call the Warriors assholes. Warriors so. are assholes and petty. That's the name yeah. of the fucking Okay, episode. and we're done here. Thanks, guys. All we'll right. tune in next week. Everybody, Death next two months, we're going to be back in December. <laughs> um, all right. Now that we've gone through the, the weirdest stars in the jersey, let's uh, – this is, this is just a, a – a piece of note that I, I don't know what's on that. I don't know. I just saw notes. <laughs> Switch. I got my other notes here. Uh, let's go. The shield's the back. The shield reunited. For those that Sorry. are not in the know, every year there are awards in the NBA, and right now I just like to rapid fire a couple of award predictions for are my the, two. These are the ta- early takeies. The early takeies. I think that they have real. They're like the NBA Players Choice Awards, or I don't know, something like that. We didn't even prepare for this, so I the takeouts are going to love yeah, this. So, this is right, right off quick, the dome. Who do you who do you think not who do you think is the favorite like who do you think is going to win MVP next year? I think, uh, I think this whole season is probably shaping up for. Ah, it's tough. It is tough. It's one of the toughest years, I think. You got to factor in record, so I'm. I'm going to say Kevin Durant. Oh, I'm hoping that I he like does that. not get hurt. Um, I think that if he didn't get hurt last year, he would have stolen some votes from Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really playing maybe his best his year best in terms year. of efficiency, yeah. um, certainly. Um, I mean, LeBron certainly has a chance, but I'm going to go KD, assuming he's not going to get hurt and the Warriors are going to have the best record in the NBA and they're just going to march through the, the gauntlet. I'm going to go before Swander. I'm going to go Kawhi because I think the Warriors, like KD and Steph, could you know take votes away from each other? That's true. James Harden, CP3. I don't think Russ will win it again, but still him having Paul George. I 
you know, the Spurs could still end up being the second or third best team in the West, which could be around 58 to 61 games. Yep. I think Kawhi is on a team where he's not sharing the spotlight with anyone else besides Rudy Gay. So just because all these other guys are kind of sharing the spotlight, and I think LeBron, I think a lot of people like talk about how LeBron, you know, LeBron still wants to win MVPs. I'm not sure. I think this guy is always kind of training himself for the postseason. Yeah. I don't think he really cares about, like, more individual accolades as long as, like, he can be healthy for the title. So I don't know if he's going to go as hard every year. I mean, maybe this year without Kyrie. But I'll definitely go Kawhi because he's just not sharing the spotlight with another superstar. To your point, for Kawhi, I think people saw how um, just kind of I don't know, lackluster and, and poor, really, the Spurs were when he went down against the Warriors. And he really lifted them to a level I don't think we saw during last regular season. Um, I mean, it, it was just, you know, three quarters of game one. But, I mean, that it, this the MVP is so narrative-driven. Yep. Um, I think that did a lot for his stock. Yep. No, and I think you guys hit the two, like, most likely picks for a couple reasons. Um, one, they're, you know, I think they're, like, the... T- two of the top three players in the game right now. Yeah. So it's very pretty, pretty, pretty safe pick, guys. But also, they actually had this, like, the least amount of um, change to what they're going to do this next year because, like you said, Harden is going to have a real hard time doing what he did just because Chris Paul's there. Now Russ is in a one-man band. He has two other guys that are going to share touches. So statistically, they're just not going to be the same versions of themselves. Whereas KD, like, sure, they strengthened the bench, but it's pretty much going to be the same playbook, and he was an MVP candidate through 60 games that he played. And Kawhi might actually get the ball even more this year. I mean, LMA is apparently bad now. Uh, I had that take first. You had that scoop? Yeah, I had that scoop. He's bad. Um, But if he doesn't become bad, if he actually plays well, he might get some touches away from Kawhi, but I think Kawhi is... uh, My pick would be Kawhi. Okay. That's what I'm I'm going to My dark dark horse is Kyle Kuzma. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. All right, so Lakers fans have just jumped on the Kuzma booze train, whatever yep. you want to call it. Kuz train. Kuz trues? Yeah. Kuz Trubas. Kuz Cruz. Kuz. Kuzies. Kuz Kuzies. Bob Kuzi. We're going to get through this, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Roto-Rooter. Uh, brought to you by Roto-Rooter. For all your plumbing needs, call 1-800-ROTO-ROOTER. My right. daughter listens to this podcast, by the way. Yeah, she's behind me. You have kids. Um, <clears throat> so, we've got our MVP. Hi, Bob. Speaking of Kuzma, let's talk Rookie of the Year. <laughs> What do you guys think is going to pick Rookie of the Year? I think there's a huge field of probably like four or five people that have a shot. What do you guys got? I think a few episodes ago I was waxing poetic about Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. I'm going to stand by that. All right. Um, Steve from, Francis. Yeah. Too. From what I've seen, he, uh, he's been pretty impressive in preseason. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of his, his usage rate might be high. I don't uh, might delete that take. We're gonna edit this. <laughs> we edit this out. But he's gonna have an opportunity to put up numbers. Yeah. And um, it's his and, show. It's him and Dirk. And he's a he's an I athletic freak. He's gonna be fun to watch. He's gonna be all over House of Highlights and Bleacher Report. But uh, that would be my pick. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with Ben Simmons because a lot of people there's a lot of hype coming up about Markel Fultz. And in, like, the 36 minutes of basketball that I've seen Ben Simmons play, he's already – I don't want to put a top number on it, but he's an elite passer. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he has one skill that I don't think any rookie has where they're that elite at it coming into the season. What about Patrick McCaw? Patrick McCaw is no longer a rookie, so bite your fucking tongue. Oh. But were he – pa- Passing <laughs> ability. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. I misread the question. Um, no, I mean, Patrick McCaw would be a front runner for rookie of the year had he not – already won the hearts and minds of the American people last year. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Ben Simmons because I think Fultz is changing his shot. Uh, there's a lot 
sort of questions left there. Uh, I think he's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to be great. Um, and I think Ben Simmons is going to have the ball in his hands a lot and rack up a ton of assists and might need to learn how to score because people are going to basically give him like the Kendrick Perkins mid-range treatment because I don't think he can actually shoot. But we'll I see think how it goes. I think Simmons is in a good spot too because if the 76ers make the playoffs, that'll mm-hmm. look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you guys have good ones because it's usually how rookie of the year goes. It's like if the Sixers make the playoffs, that looks good for Ben Simmons. If Dennis Smith Jr. leads all rookies in points per game, that's going to look for, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I've been on the Lonzo train for a while, and I'll just stick with it. Yep. I think he'll be close to averaging <laughs> nine assists a game. I don't know if he'll hit double-digit points. I mean, maybe. I mean, if I'm having to guess what his numbers would have to be to win Rookie of the Year, might need to be somewhere like around 12 points, nine assists a game. <laughs> I just think that what might help him out is that he's going to have a lot of flashy highlights. I think that Lakers team isn't going to be good, but I think he's just going to... There are some scores around him. I think Ingram will be okay. KCP, there's a lot of... A lot of like 15 to 17 points per game guys on that team. Brooke Lopez, too. Kuzma. Kuzma is going to average 30. Yeah. Um, Julius Randle, Lopez. an empty 30. So <laughs> that's going to be my pick. I think that... I like your guys' picks better for reasons that I already stated, but after those two, I'd probably have to go with Lonzo just because he's going to be starting the whole year. He has no one good that's backing him up, so he doesn't yeah. have to worry about you know, an older vet taking his spot. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to play a lot, and he'll play enough to, to earn a spot. I think that makes sense. And then let's, uh, let's go to the last one here because uh, the, the percentage of the computer is becoming an issue. Sad. Uh, <laughs> defensive player of the year. I think it's been kind of a, a volleyball match between uh, – those two guys. Draymond and Kawhi. There we go. There they are. Those two guys. Those two guys. Uh, so do you guys think it's going to be one of those two guys? Or do you think that somebody else can sort of jump into the conversation, a la Rudy Gobert, a la, I don't know, Tony Allen might not be dead. I think he's actually a free agent still. So I'm Pelicans. Take, I'm going to delete that. Oh, he, he did sign. Yeah. All right. Hey, you, you, don't have a kid, dude. You, just, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't read Twitter as much <laughs> as you used to. <laughs> I want to say Rudy Gobert. Just because they're they're losing Gordon Hayward, I mean he's not a world beater on the defensive end at all. But um, I feel like the Jazz are going to still be competitive this year, and that's yeah. going to help out Gobert's argument. Bengals fan, Bengals yeah, fan. yeah. But I'm still going to stick with Draymond. I think this last season was kind of a changing of the guard yep. in terms of defensive best defensive player in the world. Um, and the Warriors, for for my in my opinion, this will probably be the deepest team. Steve Kerr said it um, that they may ever have, and Draymond's going to feast on the defensive end. So I'll, I'll stick with him. All right. Uh, I would if I was betting on it. I think I would. I think I'd bet. Oh fuck. Yeah, I'd probably go Draymond. Actually, like I wanted Great to. Say, I wanted to say Kawhi, but I think that Draymond has the luxury of. Kawhi's going to have to carry that team offensively, and yep. Draymond can literally expend 85% of his en- energy on the defensive end of the floor, and that's how he's most valuable to the team. Um, I think he had some serious like, career-defining moments last year in terms of getting stops with the, last, with the game on the line that I really helped you know, solidify his case. We'll see if he has those again this year because they might just blow people out by a lot, but I think that helped his case last year. But I think, again, he's the best rim protector, arguably, and uh, still a hell of a one-on-one defender on the perimeter. I'm going to go a different route. All right. There's an unreleased Drake song oh, that sources. that only I have oh. uh, downloaded from Napster years uh-huh. ago. Yeah. And the line is, dropped out of school because I was a bad speller. Mm-hmm. 
protect the pain always yep. call me Clint Capella oh <laughs> and so Clint Capella yeah I think the Rockets are going to be great interesting he might be a top three team in the west alright Clint Capella in the paint okay and Bayshon already took like a, a foreign center so I'm going to double down I'm going to take Clint Capella I did not <laughs> I did not Where, where's Draymond from is Saginaw foreign I thought you said Gobert uh, no, I pivoted. You pivoted. Oh, you pivoted? pivoted yeah. Oh, so you guys both agreed on Draymond? <laughs> yeah, yes. I was not listening. Yeah, we, I was thinking of that Drake line. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I blacked, <laughs> out, I blacked out on the Nuggets. You blacked oh, out on the thank uh, you. Defensive Player of the Year. Well, yeah, well since you guys are going to take two American dudes, like <laughs> little like soccer fanboys, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take a foreign guy. because USA. 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 Uh, too R-I-P. soon. R-I-P. Too soon. Terrible yeah, soccer. Too soon. Yeah. All right, last question before we wrap this up. How many fake accounts do you have on Twitter, and how often do you defend yourself? I have several. All right. At fuck your snake emoji. (laughs) Wow. At Steph is better than Russ, and a few more that I forget. That's fine. That's good. Mine are well. Yeah, I kind of mix it up because I want to try because not a lot of people attack me. Right. But here's very the thing. Agreeable. Here's the thing. I, Shield back. I, yeah. So I really like to just have these accounts that really give out takes. So I guess I'm gonna admit these at just right Cole. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Lakers takes coming there. Well, I mean, I've I've talked about Kuzma. I've yeah. talked about you know Lonzo. Um, another one is at. Bruh report, B R U H report. It's just you know sometimes Bleach Report they don't want to tweet the good stuff, so yeah. that's where you can go find me on my fake account. I've got a couple. Uh, hi, my name is Jared. Unfortunately, is me. <laughs> I defend the Bengals a lot, and I come to the defense of the Warriors, and I tweet in all caps. That's pretty much my main one. So if you ever see him defending me, great it, follow. It's me. Great follow. great follow. Shout out Jared. What about the one that's like D Swander? Yeah, D L Swander. Also me. People think I have a brother. I just googled tall male model, <laughs> and then I just I just keep it active with pictures of a fiance. Um, oh. Love you, David. And then Sean, you're you're forgetting the one where you always like pretend to defend Cleveland. Was that Skip Day? <laughs> oh all right, yeah, that about me. wraps it up here. Uh, this is the Take Is In episode four. Great and to be back. Great to be back. This is like the Shield reunion on Monday Night Raw this week. So out of my demo. Not my demo. Pipe mob. We're out.